You're listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. Welcome to another episode of Splash. I'm Shalene Bryan, and I'm here with my buddy, Barbara Cameron. Hello, everyone. So I'm kind of excited because we're still interviewing some cool Hollywood celebs. And this next person is not only a dear friend to both Barbara and I, who's traveled the world with us, he's Mm -hmm. um, a big-time baller in, in this space. Even bigger baller for Jesus, though, which is what yeah, I love about him. But you don't even realize this, but our next guest, you have had interaction with without even knowing it. Like, let me let me explain what I mean by that. His presence has been in your life <laughs> from the 70s. Some of you haven't even been born yet, I know. The 80s and even the 90s. Mm-hmm. So anyone heard of a little show called The Partridge Family? Or how about Happy Days? Come on, Laverne and Shirley, yeah. Shamil, Shamival. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. Yeah, I love that show, by the way. But maybe some of you are too young for that. So here we go. Let's let's go into the 80s a little bit with shows like Perfect Strangers, mm-hmm. Family Matters. Mm-hmm. You represented mm-hmm. Christine Lincoln on Family Matters. That's no, right. not Family Matters. Oh, what? oh, no, that was Step by Step. step, by step. Oh, let me get into the 90s. Oh, sorry. Family Matters was Jaleel. That's right. That's right. Jaleel, Jaleel White. Yeah. We love Jaleel. I know. But you didn't represent Jaleel. No, no. Oh, you would have no. made bank on yeah. Jaleel. <laughs> He just turned uh, Urkel into but like... his mom and I became really good friends. He, Yeah, she's Gail. She's uh, great. But yeah. nine, 91, uh, our, our next guest brought us step by step. He mm-hmm. created some of the most memorable family television, but it all pales in comparison mm-hmm. to the wonderful family he created at home. That's right. He's been married to his wife, Rita, for over 45 years. Woo-hoo. Can't wait to have her on. That's, the that's why, major in Hollywood. No, no. That, that's, that's like... 45 years? Oh my gosh, you're like a, a legend. <laughs> a legend Yeah. And he's the father to Dana and Matt. Matt's mm-hmm. our producer. Producer, director. He's yes. also on our board of Skip One, mm-hmm. Matthew Warren, um, and he has four grandchildren. So please welcome to the Splash Zone, Michael Warren. Uh, Woo! <laughs> I wish you could see his face. He's like, what's the big deal? She's Michael, you're a more big more deal. Like Oprah. <laughs> you're a big deal. No, you're a very big deal. No, not I only in my life. Deal. No, no, you're still a big deal in my <laughs> life. But you did. You spent over 30 years in Hollywood, which is crazy because if you get a year in people think you're a hit how'd you do that well we were very fortunate you know i I started the first writing assignment was on happy days which was a (sighs) huge success we did we did 255 Mm. episodes what 255 oh Oh, i didn't realize that shoot they bring out a cake for 100 episodes you must have had a couple (laughs) cakes that's amazing (laughs) yeah so it was i was very fortunate because you know i came off of that show and Everybody on the writing staff went on to other successes, so wow. it was it was a real kickoff for a career. Yeah. How how did you even get that job? Yeah. How did you get your I foot was, in the door? I had a friend, Bill Bickley, who hired me as the associate producer on Partridge Family, hmm. and then when he went over to produce Happy Days, he hired me as the associate producer on Happy Days, wow. and we started writing during that time, and so we were executive story consultants or some phony baloney title, <laughs> <laughs> but mainly wrote. Scripts for mm. Happy Days. Okay. And then we went from there to, to producing shows. So it was, a, it was a great run. It was, just, it was just working real hard, and one success followed another. And how old were you in that time when you were doing Happy Days? Uh, I was 32. Wow. Hmm. So after you got the success of that and people knew that you were a great writer, 
Is that when you came out with the TGI Friday lineup? I mean, I love TGI Friday lineup. So well, TG, the concept of TGI was actually a, a brainchild of Tom Miller. Okay. Who convinced, Miller Boyette. Mm-hmm. Right. Who convinced uh, ABC to package their eight to ten half hours and promote them as a block, right. which I don't think had ever been done before. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was very successful. A number of shows rotated in and out of that. Mm-hmm schedule and uh after happy days we went off to produce uh the love boat and what's happening and some we run on them only for like a year at a time but then we did uh perfect strangers yes which Mm -hmm. was part of that tgif thing right Mm -hmm. thank god it's friday i mean it was really amazing because you could actually watch tv with your children with people with my friends everyone had their clothes on (laughs) it was unbelievable and there was a message there was a story i mean you obviously were a man of god in hollywood but you weren't running around with a bumper sticker and a cross around your neck and tattooing you know john 316 (laughs) on your forehead so it's like it was amazing how you were in the world but not of it and how did that work for 30 years because hollywood's shark infested waters like let's get serious well we were pretty much under the radar though because we were making shows that back in an era when the concept was you make shows for adolescents and you drag the parents to the set. Mm. And that eventually died around 2000 because uh, there were suddenly enough homes that had two two TV sets. And mom and dad started to say, look, if you want to watch TGIF, go to the second set and uh, we want to watch Friends. Right. And uh, what happened was that the kids Mm. went to the second set and watched Friends. (laughs) (laughs) So... In both rooms in the house. They're both watching Friends. Understandably, uh, ABC got out of the adolescent TV market and gave it to Disney. Mm. So Disney very shrewdly said, we don't want to drag adults to the sets. We just want to get tweens and early early teenagers. Wow. So for you, you and... Bickley, because I remember Bickley Warren. I remember visiting your office, and you had this super cool carousel horse. It looked like it was right out of Mary Poppins. It's, it's, it's now in my entryway. Yeah, I know. I love it. <laughs> I, it's so, so beautiful. And you had the cool, coolest sharpened pencils in this big center. So when you sat down, you better be creative or you just leave, because you could just tell. I mean, this was like your creative space. But I loved visiting you and, and going to lunch at the commissary, and you just felt... And then I realized as I got older, I'm like all these shows on these sound stages were yours. Like, how did you manage that? And you've been married for 45 years, which is a miracle in Hollywood. You have two amazing kids. I know them both. And four grandchildren. Like, Michael, how, like, seriously, to the listeners, it's like, how did you balance that? How'd you balance well, that? Well, it was a series of transitions. We started writing episodes mm-hmm. on Happy Days. Then we started producing shows. And then we started creating shows. And for the last seven years at Warner Brothers, we had three or four shows on the air at the same time. So there was no way to hands-on. We had showrunners on each show, and we were basically supervising them. You know, we'd listen to story pitches, we'd read outlines, we'd read drafts, we'd go to, we'd split up and go to run-throughs and 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 tapings. Wow. And uh, the rule was, you never work on the weekends, you never ask anybody to work on the weekends. And uh, it was a very um, the balance between work and family was was challenging, but you just you knew that you had to do the work up front. I mean, it was not they were not shows that were crisis management. You know, mm-hmm. you you knew you had to have the script 
on Monday when you read it with the cast in right. really good shape so that you weren't uh, you weren't saying on Friday night, let's send the audience home and rewrite the second act. I mean, that right. just never happened. And I think it was one reason that Warner Brothers gave us shows to run. You know, we were we were given Hanging with Mr. Cooper, which was not our show. I, um, I, I remember to, to keep it on the air, and so uh, and in fact, Perfect Strangers wasn't our show. It was created by Dale McRaven, but but Dale didn't want to have the you know fifty five hour weeks, so he went off to photograph gorillas in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you, I don't know if you know that the impact you made on my life, um, just personally, because Michael and Rita headed up a. A young married, it was when I was young, mm. a young married growth group at their home every other Sunday, um, Bible study. And we were young. All of us were really young in our 20s. And you were probably my age right now. That's so crazy. <laughs> That's so crazy. And um, we were just starting to have children. I remember this like it was yesterday. And one um, of the Bible study meetings, we showed up at your home and you passed out three by five cards. Look at that. And you said, I have it right here. Yep, she's got it. You said, if you were never going to see your kids again, what would you want them to know? And I want it to fit on this 3x5 mm -hmm. card. And when we come back in two weeks, I want you to read it to everyone. And don't discuss it with your spouse. I'd like you to each individually over these two weeks fill out this card. And of course, being the rebel I am, I'm like, can I use both sides? And you're like, sure, Shalane, you can use both sides. Like, just shut up. Um, so I went home in those two weeks... I didn't realize how powerful those two weeks were going to be for me as a young mom. Uh, Brooke wasn't even born yet. I think it was like 97, 98. Blake was born in 96. And I had him in the little, you know, carry-on. Yeah, that you put in the car. So in two weeks, I came back, and I had my card. And Michael just had a huge box of Kleenex in the middle of the table. And all the uh -oh. couples are sharing their cards. And we're going around reading them. Mm -hmm. and, and I shared mine. And when we were done, he goes, now narrow it down to 25 words. And I'm like, you're killing me, Michael. Like, you're killing me. So I never narrowed it down to 25 words. I kept my original card here, um, but I wanted to share it. It says, Blake and Brooke, if I never see you again, these are the things I feel are important for you both to know. Now, mind you, I have a married son and a daughter who just finished her freshman year of college. The most important decision I ever made besides marrying your dad was to invite Jesus Christ into my heart and surrender my life to him completely and to serve him always. This is my desire for you too. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In everything you do, put God first, and he will direct you and crown your efforts with success. And then I put money, Proverbs 29, 13. Rich and poor are alike in this. Each depend on God for light. Kids, we are nothing without God. Giving, Proverbs 11, 24, 25. It is possible to give away and become richer. It is also possible to hold too tightly and lose everything. Generous people shall be rich by watering others. They water themselves. Isn't wow. it weird? We have a show called Splash, Splash. where we're splashing wow. love and wisdom. And then my last point was truth, Proverbs 35. Every word of God proves true. The world will tell you lies, let you down, and misguide you. God is the only absolute truth. Seek him with all your heart. He loves you and created you to serve him. I love you both with all my heart, and I thank God for the opportunity of being your mother, however long or short that may be. I am grateful just to have known you. Love, Mom. 
So 2015, I'm writing Blake's senior letter from Oaks Christian High School, Michael. And I pull this out of my Bible. And I start writing his senior letter to him. And I happen to leave it on my nightstand. And a couple days later, Blake comes into my room. He's like, Mom, what's this? And I tell him the story about you and how you gave me this 3 by 5 card. And he goes, well, Mom, you and Dad did everything on this card for my life. It was like the best compliment I have to this day received from my kids. And I just thought, Michael, your fingerprints are so all over my life. And I think if I could bring the whole growth group in here that have now gone on and thrived and they've raised kids that are married and graduating college because of the investment that you made, um, I just wanted to say publicly, like, thank you so much. Well, it's been fun. The group still meets. I know. It's It's not called the young married. (laughs) Right. It's not called the young married anymore. It's called the still married. (laughs) Yay. The still married. The still married. That's right. The still married. What keeps you finding balance to do that with as successful and as as demanding? People want your time all the time. Um, how How do you stay consistent with that? Well, of course, it's easier now. I'm not working. <laughs> so I've got a lot of time. Yeah. Um, it's fun. I mean, I just really, we started another group about two years ago that was seniors. Oh. Uh, Rita and I are the youngest people in the group. And, uh, oh, I got to send pops to that one. About, hey, how about me and Rob? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Come on over. I didn't know that. About, uh, I, don't quite, I don't think you're quite old enough for this group because um, uh, almost I all of them are, them are over 80. <laughs> oh, that's yes. awesome. So, uh, un- unfortunately, they tend to talk a lot, a lot about their uh, ailments. Mm. <laughs> But they make it. They make it. To they, the... they make it. They're terrific. We have a we have a guy who had uh, infantile diabetes and has been written up in medical journals because he's 83. Mm. He was never expected to live past about 30. Mm. Uh, so he, it's amazing. It's an do, amazing. Do you send group. a bus? How do you get them all there? Oh, they, they all get... they all make. They it all there. drive. They all. Well, they well, Uber. One of the spouses drives. Okay. Mm. And uh, they mm. all get together, and we have a great time. Mm. Wow. That's great. Another big influence that you had for me in my life was um, when I got back after my first trip to Africa, which Mm. we shared on the show. And I went to lunch with you because as you know, you know, my biological dad was a safety guy. I mean, you know, he taught us safety. He was a sniper, but he wasn't a godly man. And so I would go to you so much for things in my life and because I respected you and I trusted you and I knew you knew the word of God. And you would show me what it said, and you would point to me lovingly, never going, Shalene, you're not getting this right. You just said, this is what it says. And I took that trip to Africa, and when I got back, I was so jacked up, I wanted to start this program, remember, called Jungle Ride? I'm like, these pastors need bikes, Michael. You know, they put the food pack on the back, and these mm-hmm. pastors and teachers can ride into these remote villages and, and, and feed these kids. It was just <laughs> epic, Michael. You're not going to believe what happened to me, and I'm just changed. And, and he's like, well, I'd, li- I'd, like to, uh, I'd like to buy 200 bikes. And I said, I, first of all, I started crying. Is what I didn't even say anything. I started crying. I'm like, what? Um, and I said, only if you'll go with me to pass those bikes out. And you bought a ticket. Mm-hmm. And what, Barbara right. came That's on right. that one. Matt came, yep. your son. And we went to Uganda, Africa. Do you remember that trip? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we forget god loves you on the front of the buses we almost take out 50 people on the way to kampala <laughs> out of Entebbe. god loves you um what did that trip do for you because i know the things you've done 
in that village and for those people is still in 2018 affecting. Matter of fact, Matt and I just talked to Big T. And we're going to see if you can start filming some stuff for, for Skip One. But tell me what that trip did for you personally. Well, it's obviously started a relationship with people that were there, you know, and Matt and I went back. Mm-hmm. Immediately. That's right. And uh, set up a, a communication a video system. We mm-hmm. took over some cameras and editing so equipment amazing. and computers and stuff like that. And, sort of, and there was a young guy named Timothy who was kind of in charge of that for the... They set, it up, they set it up in the church, you know, mm-hmm. and then videotaped uh, the pastor's sermons. They're on, they're on television in Kampala. Yeah. And uh, being a part of Timothy's life ever since, in fact, I talked to him just a couple of weeks ago. He, uh, he has moved to Kilgali with his wife. Has Is two, that near Rwanda? It's in Rwanda. Okay. And um, he has two children. His, mm. his first daughter is named Rita. Oh, that's Michael's <laughs> wife's Michael's name, one. Rita. So uh, we helped him set up a, a oh. little miniature production studio, and he does uh, he does TV commercials for people. He does all kinds of things. He videotapes people's weddings. He... It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. It's great. So, and his wife works at a church there. I'm I'm not sure what she's doing now, but she's mm. she's on staff of a church. So you know they're making a go of media. Because when we met him, he wasn't married, and he had no wife, no kids. I think, I think he was 18. Yeah, we I do, too. So I, that's the number I was thinking in my yeah. head. I was like, was he like 18? Yeah, big, yeah. strong. Yeah, but he had, he had something going on. Isn't it amazing yeah. how when God intersects past, you could tell. You, you could tell he had something going on. He was like an entrepreneur. Well, Matt, Matt wanted to take a Final Cut, uh, Final Cut editing Pro. system, and I said, you know, I don't know if you know, these guys are going to be able to deal with a sophisticated computer program. Well, in about about two weeks, they were they were making it go. <laughs> that was right. <laughs> That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Rita did. Speaking of your wife, it's one of the reasons why I'm in this house where we're recording right now. Is she started a group called Monday Moguls? At least there was Tuesday Traders, but I was in Monday Moguls because she wanted women to take responsibility and be good stewards of their money. They're not guaranteed that their husbands are always going to be around Mm. and not to bury their head in the sand. I so want to have Mm. her on the show Mm. to literally just have a show like finance. She's like the Christian Susie Orman. Mm. No, I'm dead serious. Mm -hmm. So she asked me, Shalene, you need to to pitch a stock. So all these women, I was the youngest person in the group. I was Mm. so fascinated with your wife's good with money. Yes, she is. She spends a lot of it. <laughs> she is so good at investing and stuff. So we Monday Moguls was you'd buy one stock a month and everyone would put $100 in and there was 12 women so we'd buy $1,200 worth of stock. But each month someone needed to pitch a new stock so two women would pitch something. So I pitched Lucent Technologies. Um, this was like back in, I want to say 1999, almost 2000. And I was so blown away by the research I did on it because Rita showed me how to do it, that I ended up talking Bryce, my husband, into letting me buy personally some Lucent technology stocks, like $500 or something, which was a fortune for me. And so we bought this stock and it went crazy. And so we were trying to buy a piece of dirt in Thousand Oaks area at the time. And sure enough, the lot that I'm sitting on now came for sale. And I sold the Lucent Technologies and I bought this piece of dirt. 
And this is the house got built on by Pops later. But that piece of dirt, and then when I went to my tax guy, the market had crashed. And he goes, you're my only client that made money. I go, yeah, Lucid Technologies. And then I got out real quick. So it's like, buy low, sell high, and get out. I don't do the stock market at all. But it was so powerful for me to learn how to manage money mm-hmm. and and not just bury my head like this is something that God's entrusted to us and how do you multiply it and how do you give like nobody can I've never met a generous person that was broke and you're one of the most generous people I know and you're loaded so I know Michael <laughs> generous people are broke so um tell me about how you guys navigate that in your home with finances and and how you do that with kids and and grandchildren how do you how are you generous and yet you teach them to be good stewards? Well, on the financial side, when we first got married, um, I was broke, Rita was working, <laughs> and uh, we said, let's sit down every Saturday morning, and we still do this, mm. and pay our bills, and then, you know, if we've got any money left, let's uh, let's figure out how to, how to invest it. Um, it's been very interesting because we have... We have we know two women whose husbands have died, and their their husbands did everything, and mm-hmm. so the husband dies, and the wife is confronted with the fact that she's never written a check, she's mm-hmm. never paid a bill, she doesn't know anything about her personal finances, and it can be devastating. Yeah. Um, so it's that's kind of her, that's still part of her mission, I think, is mm-hmm. to engage women and say, you, you really need to know how to do this if something happens to your husband. Yeah. Yes, very important. Um, wow. I think people have uh, come into our lives that are in ministry, and you know, you get to know them, you get to respect what they do, and so they become targets for your, for your giving. Rita's the chairman of the board of, of uh, what is now called Cumitas. Yes. Uh, it, uh, it used to be Christian Associates International, which is a church planning organization in Europe. So right. we've been very involved with them. We, we go to Europe once a year to be involved in their, their conference so we can stay in touch with their missionaries, which is getting a little difficult because they've, they now have about 200 people oh, on, wow. on the field in Europe. So, you know, helping them through the challenges of, uh, because people, people in Europe just do not give to ministry. Mm. I mean, the concept of even tithing in the local church is very foreign there. Right. So um, I, would, I would say over 90% of their financial base is from churches and individuals in the United States. Wow. So these people have always got to come back every two or three years and do fundraising. Right. So it's, mm. it's a drain on their ministry. Yeah. So uh, any way you can help them through that challenge is, is rewarding. How do you think you and Rita raised um, unentitled children in a world where they could have had anything? I mean, you were super, super successful. I know that you said you were broke, but once you had your kids, Matt and, and Dana, you were, you were kicking butt. Well, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's the old thing. They always had enough to eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they asked for more, I would just say, you've had enough. <laughs> um, Hear that, parents? Uh, I, I think we actually probably gave them too much because mm. uh, that's a hard road to, to navigate. You know, it's hard to say no to your kids right. when you've mm-hmm. got the resources to give them things. Right. Um, but we tried to teach them that, you know, generosity is important, uh, yeah. not being foolishly extravagant. Mm-hmm. I was unable to convince them 
to not borrow money, uh, <laughs> which mm. I don't completely understand. But um, it's hard. You yeah. know, it's hard when you live in an affluent community. Right. You know, they they go to private schools where kids are driven to school in limos. Porsches yeah. and limos. And, <laughs> yeah. um, but they turned out, I would say, probably 92, 93% <laughs> of what we were aiming for. <laughs> oh, I, they get a high A yeah, from yeah, me, yeah. too, for exactly. sure. The great joy to me is that they're friends. Yes. You Isn't know, that beautiful? I mean, uh, we went out for our, our oldest granddaughter's 18th birthday. Wow. And uh, Matt and Dana were at the end of the table laughing their way through the meal, which is mm-hmm. is very rewarding. Yeah. Because, you know, we all know people who's who have siblings that they aren't close to at all. That's right. Yeah. But you hit that key word. So how was it then now having grandkids? Oh, that's very cool. You know, I... Uh, <laughs> Tell me. I, I retired right before... Our daughter had her first child, uh, so I saw it as kind of a season of being grandpa. Yeah, being mm-hmm. intentional, which was which was fun. Um, I mean, they're just they're beautiful kids, and uh, it's great fun to be with them. Of course, yeah. I can't get out on the floor and have them crawl all over me anymore. They're too big. <laughs> Not at eighteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But the relationship with them now is because they're older is is wonderful. I mean, oh, just it's from terrific. My, from my own experience with my grandchildren, that's they're driving now. They call me, they text me. I have to keep up with them, you know, with texting and stuff. And I'm not that and great you're at good, it. And you're good, Barbara, at having them over for dinner. They can want to play cards. It's fun. I mean, you can really have a kind of an adult relationship yeah. with them now, which is great. Well, Dana tries to do these family dinners, which yeah. are a challenge. <laughs> but the but concept, once a month, everybody would get together and have dinner. Right. Which is a lot of fun because it, it gives you a chance to sort of ask them what's going on sure. in their life, uh, our Second oldest granddaughter is in the children's choir that Dana and her husband yes. lead. She's a singer, isn't she? Uh, she's a singer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Meg, the oldest, is an artist and plays the violin in the Oaks <sighs> Symphony. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's great. It is great. Yeah. No, I, I just was at a board meeting at Oaks, and Dana's husband, Ed, brought in Aladdin Jr., and they, they did a couple songs for the board, and it was just, I mean, I'm thinking, my junior high and high school sucked. That's what I was really thinking. But it, the performance, the costumes, the level of talent, the singing, the dancing, the choreography, it was just unbelievable. And you realize why the Bible talks about don't look down on them because they are young. You know, all these epic things that happened in the Bible, David taking down Goliath, Mary carrying the Savior of the world. I mean, these were young people in the Bible. And it's neat to watch these these kids launch and, and let them not bury their talents and wait till they're older to use them. And it's like, no, go now. Let your kids use them right now. It's never too late. It's never too late to start singing and, and, and using your gifts, your talents, creating, inventing, writing. It's like you don't need to wait to do that. Yeah, we often see the the apostles as portrayed as these old men, right. but they were in, probably in their late twenties when they started following Christ and left everything. And left everything. Um, I got a great piece of advice from my father when I graduated from high school. I wanted to be a, an architect, and uh, I got a lot of grief. I could so see that. I got a lot of grief from my older brother, who said, "You know, there's that, that's silly electronics. That's where the future is." And uh, my dad said, you know, when you're young, you can make the really big mistakes. Mm. So 
do whatever you want to do. And if, it, if you fail, you'll have a lot of time to recover and find something else. Mm. When you get older, that's harder to do. That's so it, true. It's, wow. When you're in your 40s, it's hard to mm-hmm. change careers. See why we love Michael. <laughs> oh. He's always yeah. Yeah, So I was hoping that you could Maybe share some wisdom Or splash some wisdom about Marriage Because 45 years is like no joke 48 48? Yeah. We were married Felicia, in, my little producer We were married in 1970 Oh, oh, oh she wrote over 45, it was my uh. bad You're, You were married in 70? Uh-huh. I was born 68 Woo! <laughs> 48 Tell that story about that great story about the love letter, letter you wrote, Rita, when you guys first started oh. dating. <laughs> oh, I, I, wrote, I wrote Rita a love letter, and she gave it back to me uh, corrected. <laughs> my, my spelling was terrible. You know, she's a, she was a professional proofreader. Of course, that's she how is. she started her career. Oh, how funny! So uh, I have before I send an email, I send it to her. <laughs> say, is this okay? But mm. you, this was, there was an email back then. I mean, you wrote her. Oh, no, now the. The art of writing a love letter. Yeah. And she gave it back. Was it a red pen? I'm, I'm <laughs> right. picturing a red it pen. Was actually corrected with a red pen. <laughs> <laughs> and he That's married her anyway. <laughs> You're an amazing man. Said, no that more is, love letters for you. Yeah, that was my first and last. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, you said that wrong too. Hold on. No. Oh, that's awesome. You know, she has a T-shirt that actually says, I'm silently correcting your grammar. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to email you again. I know. I'm going to be like, my There's mouth. an app. I thought Rita um, created it. Someone sent me. They're like, it's called a Grammarly. Grammarly. Have you heard a of this Grammarly. app? And it literally fixes your grammar as you're writing. I go, Rita Warren created this app. I know she did. She's getting a back-end deal on it. Someone threaded it through her her channel because it's it made me think of her because she is she's so good but what i love about rita is she'll tell you she's not oh. just silently talking behind your back she'll be like you know oh no that's she'll... yeah <laughs> see i like that because you know where she's coming that's from right. like for me right. i just love people like that i think sean thornton once said a sentence that's something like somebody else and i and she said, you know, it's me. <laughs> that's that's the pastor at Calvary, by the way, Sean. Just right, so you know, the senior teacher, teaching pastor. That and was my mother-in-law. Oh, your mother-in-law would my do that? My mother-in-law would do that, too. Lay and lie and... Yeah, it's really annoying. Yeah, me and I and I, it is. <laughs> you know, when you write dialogue, you you write it like people talk. Correct. So if if people typically speak grammar slang. incorrectly right. or slang or something, uh, you you don't learn how to write correctly. I have a, you know, on Word, there's a spell check and grammar check. And every once in a while, it'll say, this sentence is in the passive voice. <laughs> and I, and I want to, I wish I could talk to the... Uh, the passive. To, right, and yeah. say, I, Person I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I had another question for you. Are you still teaching at Biola? Yeah, I just finished. A... I just finished the spring semester a couple of weeks ago. So, you guys, did you hear that? I mean, this is pretty epic that you would have someone of that of Michael Warren. I mean, Happy Days, Love Boat, all this teaching a writing class. So, if you haven't picked your college yet, you should consider Biola <laughs> University. And I'm not doing a commercial for them, but I'm just saying to be able to have professors and adjunct professors that can bring knowledge and wisdom and actually walk to that road that you're dreaming of getting on. Um, is just so kind. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you know, that's not just in your backyard. It's a bit of a drive out there. It's two and a half hours there and back. Right. Mm-hmm. 
oh, for a two-and-a-half-hour class. For a two-and-a-half-hour <laughs> class. Yeah. Do you just stay the night down there? No, or I drive You back. just flip it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. So what have you found most surprising in teaching? Uh, well, it's limited to 15 students because there's a lot, you know, they write a scene every week, <sighs> which I have to read and correct. Um, <laughs> it's, it's always the same pattern. Out of the 15 students, there's about four or five that are really have something. Right. You know, they're, they're doing really good work. And uh, there's usually five, a third of them that are kind of, you know, they do the assignments, but you can tell there's it's these people are probably not yeah. going to become professional writers. Right. And then there's about five that I can't figure out how they got into college. <laughs> <laughs> knock knock you know. did your daddy write a check yeah. <laughs> i'm just wondering. uh sentences have a verb and they have a noun and i love uh, it that's funny but, but how many years great. have you been doing that i think this is the eighth or ninth okay that's year. i don't i don't do it every year because they can't they can't schedule it every year right so i think i've it's been 10 times or something like that i don't know wow i forgot mm-hmm. How awesome. So what are you looking forward to? 80. <laughs> okay, um, wait, when do you turn 80? In five years. I'm 75. Yes, yeah, so but it's like a ways away. Like, what are you looking forward to like this year in the next 12 months? Well, I like, you know, I'm looking forward to continuing the Bible studies. Right. And the work with, uh, with Rita's organization is mm-hmm. fun. We do a lot of traveling. We're going to go to the Israel for the first time this Ooh. this uh, <sighs> November, I think. Are so you going Brooke, with a group or are you going with... Yeah, it's just a small group. It's like 12 people, mm-hmm. I think. So Barbara and I can't join you? Is it, is it throw I, it off? I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Look at him. He won't come say on, no to come me. On along. He's like, Shalene will just show up, so I'm not going <laughs> to even say no. In, in August, Rita and I are going to go to a Communitas conference in outside of London. Oh, wow. <laughs> And then she goes home, and I take the channel to Paris, meet up with Matt for two days in Paris. Father And then we're going to fly down to Budapest and get a river cruise that goes wow. up to close to Munich. Oh, yeah. You don't spoil your kids at all. I mean, no, that's no. just totally stopped. <laughs> I, can, I can tell. No, I, I really feel like you adopted me. Like, am I, do I have a ticket to this? I mean, what's going on? That's amazing. What an well, awesome trip. You know, when I was on Love Boat, uh, Matt said, well, can can I go on a cruise with you sometime? Aww. And we never took him on a cruise. No. And so for what? The scars, Michael. Uh, the scars. 25 years he's been saying subtly, you know, <laughs> you never my... took me on a cruise. Love boat cruise. <laughs> What's going on? See, you can't say it anymore, Matt. We see you sitting over there. Oh, wow. my gosh. Brooke went to Israel last year for a senior oh, year in February, yeah. and she said, Mom, I want to move there. She says, I never felt more home somewhere in my life. She goes, it's just was unbelievable how the Bible just came to life. She and has a little bit of a problem. I know. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. Yeah. They, she, they prefer that you're Jewish yeah, if you want I, to move Yeah, I know. There. I think Brooke was like doing the swab testing and saying on Ancestry.com to see if she was 1% Jewish. She wants to be Jewish so bad. If she could be one thing, she's like, can I just have a little bit of Jew in me? Because, I mean, the protected and Jesus. And, I mean, she just fell in love. She's mm-hmm. on, her, on her Instagram. She says, I follow God, but I think something like that. But Israel's my home. Shalom or something. Like she well. just, it was unbelievable experience for her. And Rita, Rita is Jewish and she desperately wants to have a little bit of Irish. Blood. So uh, she took one of those tests, you know. Yeah. 
Ancestry.com. Uh, yeah, one of those. And uh, it came back and it said, you're 100% Eastern European. So <laughs> get over it. Yeah, move on. Yeah, B- Bryce won't let me take it. You know my lawyer husband. He's like, you don't want your DNA out there. Someone could just get it, tamper with it. And I'm like, Bryce, are you kidding me? I want to do the swab thing. I'm just so curious. And he's like, no, honey, and don't do the eye thing in the airport either. Just don't do it. And I'm like... Okay, you don't ask for much, but this is kind of a little weird. So I literally had swabbed myself. I was about ready to send it, but I didn't do it. I did not send it, just wow. so you know. I thought it was so cool. I gave out like 15 for Christmas presents last year. <laughs> I thought it was a great gift, you know? Ancestry.com. You I, I sent I you one. You sent me one. That's right. I did it. I did it. So do you, do you now know your genealogy? I mean, yeah, and it was pretty much what I already knew. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, but aren't you like... 27 or 38 that. removed yeah. from Princess Diana or I something? I am. I'm 12 cousin removed 12 from cousin. Prince, Princess yeah. Diana. Yeah. I did it just in the hopes that I would be part of the uh, Indian population that could get money from the casino. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, right? Just I'll be a little Indian. Sure, nothing. you can live here. You can build it. You can gamble on it. It's all yours. There, there was nothing there. Sovereign nations. Yeah. Yeah. All, <laughs> all English, French, and German. Oh, mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for joining Thanks, us. Well, it's You're my just pleasure. such a blessing. And I just wanted to also thank you for being such a blessing in my life and not only loving me well, but loving my marriage, my children, and actually caring about my eternity. There's not mm. a lot of people I can say that about. And I am just very grateful for who you are and who you've been in my life. Well, I'm, I'm glad I was a good influence. Yeah, you were a great influence. Yeah, because without me, you could have just gone crazy. I would have been, you know, I would have been Amy Schumer at the comic club, <laughs> up front, oh, center. You look at Michael. Michael. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yeah. No, I was at this last event, and this woman said that to me in my book line. She goes, don't take any disrespect for this, but you're so funny. You remind me of a Christian Amy Schumer. I didn't know how to take that. I'm like, thank you. (laughs) I don't know. No, but thank you, Michael. We love you. Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com.